What's up, everybody? This episode is sponsored by Eleven Music Career Center. Make some money with your music faster with music career coaching. Learn more at turnuptoeleven.com. Welcome back to another episode of Artist to Artist presented by Artist Republic. I'm Tuck. This is Christian. Remember to go give us a five-star rating because we are a couple of five-star men. Don't get it twisted. Do it now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get into this week's guest based out of Providence, Rhode Island. We're questioning this, but I think it's, yeah. I want to say it's Max Shaken, because why wouldn't you otherwise? Because that's an, it's an amazing name, but he has been performing <laughs> since he was young. He started learning piano, switched over to guitar. Dude has a, an insane plethora of multi-talents. And ever since then, for the last decade, he has been performing with an indie folk band called uh, Parson Field based out of Maine, really, really sick, like Americana folk rock band. And ever since the pandemic hit, switched it up, wanted to do his own solo music and has been doing this kind of like dream pop stuff. It's really, really catchy, really easy listening, great for those summer vibes. With that, he released an EP called Heat Wave. It captures a feeling more than anything else. And I would absolutely agree with that. Max uses a summery kind of synth style. So I think anyone that likes that kind of carefree vibe We'll really get into it. He calls his sound carbonated wander, bleh, carbonated water indie. <laughs> I kind of agree with it and it makes me want to seltzer. So I think it rules. He's been working with this really sick producer, Miss Mojo. And I think that the collab is fantastic. They've been killing it. So make sure you check out his EP hit wave. But yeah, I'm a big fan. I just was listening to it all this morning and super chill vibes. Sweet, sweet. Let's bring him in. I uh, I've really enjoyed your your new project though, man. It is sonically a bit of a departure from your last one, but it's fucking fantastic. Wait, is this going on YouTube? Can I not cuss for the first like five minutes or whatever? Have uh, I already a lot? Yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. All right, cool. I do. That oh, is this going on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. We do YouTube and then uh, all the other like podcast streaming sites. There's some rule where it's like you can't say bad things within some sort of time window or something, I think, but I'm bad at that. Um, oh, well. Nice. Well, yeah. I took a shower today. I didn't know it was going to matter how I looked. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm going to shower after this, actually. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but, like I was saying, Heat Wave is a, definitely like a, a switch up from what you were doing, but really, really enjoyed it. What made you want to... Um, kind of just go and shift off and do your own thing, which seems to be doing really well so far. Uh, thank you. Um, I actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, a new song of mine came out today. Fantastic. Um, so it's it's funny doing a podcast. Uh, I feel like this is the album release party in this day and age. Whoop, whoop. So thanks whoop, for being a part of that. Um, I So I was in Parsonsfield for about eight years and um, it was an amazing experience that I wouldn't trade for the world, but um, you know, as as things go, I was just looking to switch it up and make different art and, uh, you know, follow my own path and realize that the the pause in the in live music in the world, because I actually quit um, in July 2020. I realized that, you know, is a really good opportunity for me to kind of switch gears and work on something new and an appropriate time to give the band time to figure out how they want to proceed as well. So I thought it was just a, a good time to switch. And um, me personally, I've never really 
been that folky of a guy, like nearly as folky as Parsons Field. I mean, I totally enjoyed being part of that and um, was certainly folky within the band. But I, I guess what I brought to the band was never like traditional folk. Like I yeah. always grew up listening to more like indie bands or um, if I was in the car with my dad, it would be like Grateful Dead or Santana, which I guess like Grateful Dead kind of falls into the, the folky category a little bit. Um, but I just no, want to new do something has new. more of like a real estate kind of vibe to it. You know, it makes. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. kind of what I've always gravitated towards. And um, yeah, thanks. I mean, I really like real estate, so I'm glad you are comparing it to that. Of course, and uh, I got my friend Mac Major, who's an excellent drummer and producer. Um, we actually used to go to camp together to uh, get on board and produce it and play drums. And cool. um, he's definitely he's in a really great soul band that's called Miss Mojo. So that kind of gave it more of like the alternative R&B flair that it has now. Yeah, no, it gives it some nice upbeat vibes. Um, I. Man, um, are you recording? Uh, every and mixing everything yourself or what's the process like for you so uh we recorded i think we started recording the ep in december of 2020 and then recording went from december until uh mid-march cool um we weren't i mean it's not like we were constantly just recording these four songs for that amount of time i mean that would have been way too much spending on things we just each had other things going on. And I, I've actually been producing for some other bands as well, um, which was a really interesting thing to do while working on this project, because like I would produce for an artist and be like, Oh, this works, this doesn't work. And then try it on my own song kind of a thing. Oh, um, awesome. They're kind of like my Guinea pigs, um, but in a good way. <laughs> you go and write something with somebody else and you're like, yo, you shouldn't use that in your song. That sucks later on. You put it in your own, right? You're just like, skirt i'm gonna keep that yeah you know <laughs> it's, it's all it's all about experimenting because yeah with, with music obviously it's an art form and there's no right or wrong it's just whatever you really want to do absolutely um but our process so mac is in new orleans um and i uh i mean i recently moved to providence but i was living in somerville for the entire somerville massachusetts i don't know if you okay. guys know it's like boston area uh, i don't know uh, well now you know now i know um so we were totally remote the entire time. So it was kind of like we would basically share audio files back and forth and um, figure out how to do that. And then Mac mixed it all. But awesome. it was really interesting because we actually like dialed in a vocal sound over Zoom, which apparently works. Um, interesting. Yeah. You know, I guess it kind of relates to like listening to, you know, you could have the greatest mix, but if you listen to it on AirPods and it sucks, then it's not, you know, you have to go and readjust because that's the way the majority of people are going to listen to music these days, you know, is through basic headphones. So it's something that you have to always go and check and maybe utilizing something like Zoom allowed you to kind of hear it from a perspective that made it very listenable to the average person. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we were doing all of mixing through Zoom. Like it was it was really just um, I don't know how much of how into audio engineering either of you guys are, but like we were dialing in the compression and the right preamp with actually this specific mic. This is the mic that I use for all the vocals on this album um, just through Zoom, because 
that's what we had to do, which is kind of funny. No, that's awesome. I am not much of a whiz when it comes to recording. I know very minimal. I, I'm, I would say, yeah, I'm not very good at it. I'm trying though. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I just, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to pretend I'm particularly great at it either. And yeah. it was, it was definitely a, it was a really good experience playing the majority of the instruments on a lot of these songs and not having a band to fall back on and being like, Oh, like you're really good at this thing and you're really good at this thing. And just having to do it myself and especially recording my own vocals and hearing back how many takes I was just like, Oh my God, it sounded fucking terrible. Um, until, until you get the right thing, but it was, it was a good learning experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's really cool, man. It's uh, it's gotta be weird not having after having the blanket of a band. Cause I play in a band myself and, it's always nice to have a few minds around so that way you can bounce ideas off each other where, you know, I'm sure that's the role that um, the producer that you brought in Mac, I think he said was their name. Mm -hmm. um, that must have been really nice to have someone still that you can like go back and forth with and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Should it be, you know, switched up a little bit and be able to actually have a little context rather than fully by yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Because um it is an amazing thing to be in a band and you end up with this product that is a, everyone's opinions all put together and hopefully something better. Um, not always, unfortunately, but usually. And um, I, I didn't mean that with any negative connotation. I'm, I'm just like, you know, know, obviously with more opinions in the room. I mean, how many people does it take to screw in a light bulb type of thing? Yeah. Um, but playing music by yourself, I definitely... Originally, when I was making the CP, I was kind of planning on doing it by myself, just in the same way that um, I'm a big Tame Apollo fan, and I know Kevin Parker does everything on his own. But I quickly realized, one, I don't even know how to play drums. Uh, two, like, I'm not that great at bass. Three, I'm not that great at anything. <laughs> so um, I, I realized that it might be nice to have someone else on board that can at least, like, tell me if a song is okay or not. And um, which Mac did way more than just tell me if a song is okay or not. He obviously, he played drums, mixed and mastered and produced everything. He was, he's a beast. Right. Um, so, so that was great because I sent Mac a bunch of demos and a lot of things we didn't end up even using. And some of the songs that we did end up using, I, I didn't even feel that great about at first. I was like, Oh, I guess like, for instance, in my head, it's sunny. I didn't even really mean to have in the demos folder. It was more so like a for fun kind of bubblegum song as the original demo that was pretty poppy. And Mac was really into it. I was like, all right, I guess I'll keep working on this. And it's out today. Yeah, that's what the people want, right? It's just that simple, like, if you overthink it sometimes, it, you know, can be too much. I always like a good, very generic, like, pop song. Like, just hit me with the goods. Like that new Olivia Rodrigo record, because it's straight fire. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I mean. Sorry. I, you just, know, had to, I just had to drop that in. I'm vibing yeah. with it. It's been like a month straight. I can't. I mean, it. it's popular for a reason, you know. Goddamn right. Because it's fire. It's so good. I like when I can relate to like a fucking 18 year old kid singing about shit that hasn't happened to me in a really long time. Because, <laughs> I, you know, I'm 32. I can't I'm not going through the same stuff she's going through, but 
It's just so good. Plus, I'm a big Fa- Paramore fan. But why am I talking about Olivia Rodrigo? Because that shit's fire. fire. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we all did that at the same time. Thanks, yep. guys. I appreciate you very much. <laughs> that was um, a nice moment we all had. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was cool. a very good shared really? moment. That was nice. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christian, how are you doing over there, man? Doing good, man. Enjoying the conversation. I think you're doing a really good job leading it right now. So I don't want to don't want to step on some toes. It's it's going well. Dude, it's cool. Max, I'm not usually here on the show. I'm guesting on the show currently. Oh, I mean, you're not really guesting right now. You're kind of hogging. Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, that's what I do. I'm about it. Um, why not? You know? Yeah, why not? Because it's fun. Christian, you know? take, take center back. stage. I'm, I'll take it back. I'm a big... I'm a hog. Take it You're back from me. Cool. Hey, Max. Christian, are we wearing the same headphones? <laughs> are we? These are the uh, Audio Technicos, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, I got uh, I got Sennheiser. Oh, yeah. The Sennheisers are classic. I yeah. mean, the Audio Technicos are also classic. They are also classic. They're good. They're a nice pair of headphones. Um, yeah, man, this is this is all really good stuff. You know, I think I think we're hitting a lot of really good talking points and um unfortunately for me i'm not as well in tuned as you two are in terms of the musical side of things um max for your reference my background is kind of like a creative marketing background um within music but um nonetheless when when we talk the technical musicalities it's not uh not in my wheelhouse but you know i did want to well as long as you're an olivia rodrigo fan we yeah. can move past well yeah We're and i am yeah, we're done with it. She sucks. Okay. <laughs> I don't even like that shit anymore. I'm so over it. That shit's so last year. Damn, that was a quick change up from you, Tuck. Yeah, but... bro. I don't even like it no more. Yeah, you guys ruined it for me. Sorry, man. It was that I'm shared sorry. moment, wasn't it? It was a little yep, too much. It's all done. I get too it. Too many people liked it at the same time. Yeah. But speaking of the marketing <laughs> side, though, let me in on some knowledge because I'm terrible at that. All I ever do is pay people to do that shit. I'm like, I want people to hear my music. <laughs> How do I do that? And they're like, well, we can create an audience for you and we're going to target these people. And well, so spread some wisdom on me. Max, what are you doing to get your stuff out there? Because you're doing pretty good for just dropping this project within this year. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. Um, I mean, Christian, was that going to be your question or is this guy talking again? Yeah, no, no. That was exactly my question, with me, man. (laughs) This guy's got beef. Got no, beef. I'm just, Tuck, I'm don't do it, her. man. Don't don't challenge. Don't challenge him to a fight like no, I usually honestly, do, man. Honestly, he's, <laughs> this uh, he's lucky. This isn't my show. Usually, I am challenged people to fights for no reason on my show just because <laughs> it's fun. Jeez Louise! But yeah, spread some wisdom on me, guy. So uh, for this EP, I mean, I've never really released anything by myself. Um, in high school, I released one awful song on iTunes, and I don't think you can buy it anymore. Which uh, I'm really glad about because it's, it was it was a really terrible song, um, but it was funny when I like logged into my Apple Music profile and there was the song was technically there but just idle. Um, but uh, uh, let's see, what have I done for marketing? Um, I have hired a publicist for the EP. Um, I just I've heard that you it's just kind of something that you need to do, and even if you're not constantly getting um, premieres or hearing from them. It's just kind of getting your name out there in the industry. Um, for the record, the marketing part of things is my least favorite part of playing music, as I'm sure it is for a lot of musicians. 
if it were up to me, I'd just be locked away in a studio all day and just write songs and never have to deal with social media. But that's not what it's like in 2021. No, that tends to be the biggest issue with bands these days that yeah. um, I've heard a lot of great music, but the bands are so poor at figuring out how to balance between spending on something that they really like, which is touring, which really doesn't give that back that much back to you these days until you have a fan base versus, you know, putting time and money into advertising and actually creating a marketing strategy for yeah, strategy for your band. Cause at least I've found with uh, Spotify with one of the bands that Jeff and I, my business partner manage in particular, it took a while where you get added onto friends, little playlists and stuff like that, but don't get yourself onto editorials. And then eventually they actually contacted us and we're like, okay, we like the band. We want to do this. And I was like, okay, so that's how you guys are doing this. That's very cool. Um, uh, funny because I, when I found, so my second single, uh, it's called where will I go? Um, I found out that it ended up on a Spotify editorial because I literally just clicked on my name on Spotify. Just this, Honestly, just to see if like how my numbers were doing, because I was curious and it was just there. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I've, I've so incredibly helpful. Yeah, um, I was super honored that Spotify put it on their Fresh Finds Indie playlist. Um, but I don't know. I don't really know how that happens or why it happened. I, I guess someone liked it somewhere. And it's a really great oh, podcast that I've awesome. just listened to all the time. Yeah, it's got 103,000 likes. That's fucking fantastic. Um, that's super cool, man. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's interesting. I, my world is primarily metal stuff. And there's a few people at Spotify who just pretty much run the show for that kind of music, alternative rock, what is like serious octane music, if you will. Um, and I'm sure... I wonder if, well, I should say, I'm not sure. I wonder if it's similar for your world where there's just a couple people who dictate a lot of the editorial playlists for the indie realm. But that's really nice to have that already, dude. Like, congratulations. I'm sure that's helping to really spread your name out there a lot. Yeah, thanks. Um, it, it's super exciting. I mean, I've, I've heard a little bit about how it's somewhat of an algorithm thing where if your song is doing well considering how long you've been out type of thing it gets put into a category where it's available for a playlist and then there are people that come through and make a collection of songs that actually go together so you know, it's got a know. really nice placement within the playlist too which is cool where it's not like the last song on the playlist it's like right in the middle you know so if you're vibing on that or if it's on the store or something it's definitely gonna get those plays that's sick yeah, pretty excited about it. But Spotify um, is such an interesting tool with that shit, man. Like, yeah, it, it it has its yeah, it has so many advantages like that. Where I definitely understand people wanting to get paid more from it. Like, I wish I did too. It would be really cool. But the amount of exposure you do gain from being on the editorial playlists and how they get people with those is it's pretty pretty fantastic. Yeah, it is pretty fantastic. Um, but back to uh, what I've been doing with marketing, um, aside from a publicist, I've also hired a really good friend of mine named Abby Duquette um, to kind of project manage the entire EP. And uh, she's been doing, she has a managing business called Loudmouth Pro, um, where, I mean, she has actual managing clients, but for me, she's just 
making sure that I'm actually doing everything and staying on track, which has been super helpful. Cause like you were saying with time management for artists in terms of knowing how much social media or like how much business things to do, it's, yeah. it's um, I find it's really easy. It's so much easier when someone is like, you should do this today. And then the rest of the day I can just work on my music. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to maintain a schedule with it. It has to be treated as a job if you actually want it to give back to you in that way. Like yeah. it can be an art project, which is really fun. And it should be when you're creating art. But if you're going to actually try to monetize your art, you have to treat it as a business. So, and, you know, it's definitely one of those things that if you learn it early on with the project, when it starts to give back to you more, you're more prepared for what to do with those funds. You're like, okay, well, I've lived as a minimalist. Now I can actually figure out what I want to do with this to bring me forward. Yeah. yeah. Although I would not consider myself a minimalist. I, um, <laughs> I mean, you could tell by the amount of clutter I have in the background. Again, did not know this was going up on YouTube. It's all um, good. But uh, I, uh, I just have so many instrument cases <laughs> and cables and stuff. And I have so much gear. Hey, that's the real world, man. Oh, I mean, I mean, I love it all. Yeah, I, no, I do sell yeah, the things fun. that I don't need anymore, but um, I don't know. It's nice to have stuff. I'm a guitar hog. I don't like to get rid of things. I would be a hoarder <laughs> if I could be. It'd be pretty cool. Maybe someday I'll be a hoarder. I count Maybe seven. I'm pretty quick to get rid of pedals that I don't have, but uh, guitars are hard to part with sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always told my wife, like, I'll only sell them if I become like a crackhead or something. But if I did, that would be good because I could get like a good chunk of change. Like I could probably survive for a while. But, you know, I haven't I don't really know how much it costs to be a crackhead either. So I don't, I don't really know, know if it's expensive financially at first, but uh, you probably eventually end up in a, with quite a hospital fee. Right. You know, probably not be very good. So I'm going to try to just keep my guitars instead. Um, nice. But that's very cool. Now, how did you, how much experience did you have recording before going into recording your own project? Um. So I've done, so most of the Parsons Field stuff uh, is all in um, legitimate studios. I mean, some of the studios are, in old farmhouses, but there's usually some sort of engineer around and someone who actually knows what microphone to put on the right yeah. thing. Um, but I have, I have had one other experience where I've done more home recording. Um, I'm in an indie trap group uh, with my friend Nadav, who's an excellent hip hop producer called Way V, um, where it's kind of like indie songwriting, but with like really hard trap beats behind it. It's very niche. Some people love it. Some people are like, I can't listen to this because I fucking hate trap drums. Um, we released an album in 2019. Um, so that was the other experience where I was recording everything myself um, in terms of, but it was mainly just vocals and then a lot of DIs, which, you know, you can kind of do a DI anywhere. Um, so then this was the next time that I was actually recording everything myself and yeah uh doing everything no, that's cool well like you know if you have the gear and like know a little bit about the right type of microphone for your needs it's really not that crazy like this is um i don't know how into audio gear you guys want to get but this is a sennheiser 441 which is like 
basically like the best dynamic microphone. And I found that it's really great for any home environment that isn't treated because it doesn't pick up the room. Like I feel like a lot of people gravitate towards a condenser mic just because, you know, condenser mics are usually pretty fancy and have a lot of great clarity. But if you're not in a studio, you're just picking up whatever bedroom you're in that probably doesn't sound that good. So I've, sure. I mean, I don't know if this is like the best mic ever for what I was doing, but it seemed to have worked and you no, could hear awesome. my vocals on the songs. And that was, that was the goal. So how did you put together this like small marketing team and stuff like that when you were then done with the product and you were like, I want to get this out there. What made you choose the people that you worked with? So Abby is a really good friend of mine um, who uh, used to book when she was getting lab Pros started. She was, she was my booking agent for uh, solo shows when my solo career was more of a side project type of thing. Cool. And she doesn't book shows anymore because her managing has taken off and she can, you know, that's her main job now. Um, but she is always just, I mean, she works so fucking hard and she also just believes in me as a person and a musician. And I, you know, maybe there are other people that are, you know, have fancier connections or whatever, but I just wanted to have someone that I could really talk to and, um, knew that like they were like really on my team. So it just seemed like a no brainer to try to get her on board. And then the PR agent that we have, um, her name is Maddie Corbin, um, was just a connection through Abby. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It's nice to have a connection with someone that you're working with like that. Someone you can trust. I've always said to, um, younger bands that were asking for advice and stuff like that, just like, you want to work with a manager that you can trust that has your social security number. If you don't trust absolutely get the fuck out of there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, it's, it really is that important because there can be a time where it's not just about money. It's about the choices that are being made where if you have someone that's going to persuade you to do something just for their better, um, that for their well-being, you know, that's not exactly what you want. It's got to be about you and you have to trust that they're going to make those decisions, you know, with you. And that they, they really care about what happens instead of just being a paycheck. It's always got to be a long-term goal. You can't just be persuaded by the day to day, a little bit of money where there's definitely times where we've had opportunities or stuff that's come at us that maybe in the moment you're like, it sounds kind of cool, but it's like, but if I do this, is it going to hurt me in the long run? And it's nice that you have a partner like that in your music. Um, so very, very cool, man. What other kind of projects does she work with? Um, she, she has a, a small roster of clients. Um, one of which his name is Izzy Heltai, who I actually produces most recent EP. Cool. Um, he, he was the, the main artist that I was producing at the same time as I was uh, recording this EP, Um, which is kind of funny because I originally, I didn't really have any goals of being a producer, but he just texted me randomly around the same time that I was starting this, like, Hey, any chance you want to produce my, like a couple songs for me? And I'm like, sure. I won't charge you anything because they might be terrible. We'll see how it goes. And then he was really excited about it. So then we worked on the rest of the EP together and, um, you know, I did get paid for the rest of the EP. He was nice. Sweet. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'll check um, that and, out. Uh, and it just went really well. And he's a really good friend of mine. Um, and I would love to do more production for people. I feel like 
producing for me is just like a really fun job where like obviously you're invested but your job is just take someone else's song and make it as good as it can be instead of it being like you know you're boggling your mind over like every single lyric or every chord change type of thing you know yeah yeah you're just there to lift it up bring yeah. out the best in it that's cool man i'm excited like to check coach. this out um yeah it's it's very different music than mine but um izzy's a great songwriter great lyricist um really funny person probably the chattiest person i've ever met <laughs> besides the engineer of that album andy yeah. Cass. andy is so chatty it was a really chatty bunch. Was it hard to get any work done? Um, we we got the work done, but um, I mean, there was definitely a lot of chattiness going on. Sometimes I had to be like, "All right, like, let's record." Yeah, dude. Yeah, I feel like I was just working on some stuff this week with one of the guys in my band. I feel like we just were looking at memes, laughing all day, <laughs> and not actually being productive at all. Yeah, but you know what? You can also argue that you and your bandmate having a good time together and not having the stress of the music is yeah. is is good for the music as well. You know? Oh, dude, it was awesome. Like, yeah. was after how you know we li- he lives in Texas and I live here in Brooklyn. So this year we did not get to see each other at all because we were we were good boys. But uh, then you just have to look at a year's worth of memes and laugh about them. <laughs> but. That's what you do sometimes. So are you going to get out and play it all this year? What are you looking at? What are you thinking? Um, I, I actually have a a couple house shows that are booked in September around uh, the release of heat wave. Um, just kind of some smaller things that are going to be outside. I'm a little wary of booking like real concerts just because it seems like, you know, the summer has been wide open, but it seems like the, like COVID is a little bit in flux. Yeah. And I don't really want to book a bunch of things that are potentially going to all get canceled. So to be determined, if it seems like it's safer to book some shows, then I'll, I'll probably start doing some more stuff. Excellent. Very but cool. at, at the moment, um, I mean, I'll, I'll probably just start get getting started on the full length. Well, that's what be that yeah. you've never really, or at least like if you, you know, since you've launched this project during COVID, you haven't really toured on it. So why rush? Right. Like you have yeah. all the time to decide. That's fantastic. That's a nice um, kind of upper hand to have on the project. Yeah, I mean, I you know, obviously COVID is pretty pretty terrible, but I was trying to take it as the best it could be. That like you know, if you're releasing an album right now, yes, it sucks that you can't tour, but it also gives you opportunities to do other things that you wouldn't normally have to do. Oh yeah. No, yeah. absolutely, man. I well, agree. Do you want to uh do you want to talk a little bit about that EP that's coming out? Um, I know you definitely uh you got that song. It's today that it came out in my head it's sunny, right? Yeah, it's out today. It's out today. And today is for those listening, August thirteenth. So it it'll probably have been out uh, at least a week or two by the time people are listening to this, but um it won't be friday the 13th anymore yeah (laughs) it is friday the 13th isn't it i don't have the time to go get another tattoo i'm packing but i wish i I got a shit ass one last year last year my wife and i got some and uh the dude he didn't have any tattoos 
And I like noticed while he was doing mine. And then I was <laughs> like, all right, this makes sense. Cause mine just like fell out. It looks like shit. Like, dude, you gotta, you gotta get some. Then you'll know how to really stick it in there. But they are fun. I love Friday the 13th tattoos. Me too. I've got two of them. That's the thing. I don't have any tattoos. Maybe yeah. I'll get a tattoo. Probably not. Oh, wow. Yeah, $13 know, tattoo. It's, it's, the new tattoo is not having any. Like, I think, you know, there's so many people <laughs> that have so many dumbass tattoos that, like, good for you for not doing it. I mean, I just have such a crazy looking body already that, you know, it, it's basically an art gallery. See, see, I don't. See, I don't even know it. <laughs> that. See, so you don't want to add anything else to it, or what? You don't want to curate the gallery. I don't. Know. I, I just. I have not <laughs> any desire for that too. That's all. That's yeah, fair. I wish I. That's fair. You know. Yeah. Well, you got our contact. Show us the goods, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't just talk about it. Be about it. Um, but uh, oh, that's what Instagram you want to is talk for. About EP? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's let's let, not talk about our bodies. <laughs> yeah, man. Tell us, tell us a little bit about the EP. Like, what's it all about, and when is it coming out? When should people expect it? Um. So the EP uh, is it's called Heat Wave. It's coming out September 10th. It'll be available on all streaming platforms. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, to me, the EP. I mean, it's it's only going to be four songs, and um, I've already released. Today, I've released three, so I'm kind of just releasing everything as a single. Um, I kind of think of it more as a sampler of me as a solo artist and just kind of getting my feet wet on my solo career. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm really proud of the songs that I have. If if no one likes them, I'll still be really proud of what I did. I mean, I like it. I think that's it, it's important to enjoy your own art. Um, and uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to writing the full length. Sweet. Okay, cool, man. Um, do you have any sort of gauge on when you'd like to have the full length? Are you going to continue just dropping signal, uh, singles? Because definitely is a singles game these days. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think I think it's important, at least for me. I really like if I'm if I am recording song like a bunch of songs together i think that they in writing them all together i think they are better because i just it's kind of like if you're working out constantly like if you're just like constantly in like creative mode or um are either of you guys fa like fans of dragon ball z this is gonna be yeah. kind of funny compared. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. it's been um, a long time yeah Bruh. i mean i was Bruh. 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 Oh wow, you got Piccolo right there. I mean, yeah. so, so now anyone that watches this is gonna know that I'm a huge dork. Um, not that they already didn't know, but uh, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with the episode, or it might have been a few episodes that Gohan and Goku are just like hanging out all the time as Super Saiyans. Have you? Do you are you guys familiar with that? I think it's. I, in, like, I, I am not. Okay, well, I mean, obviously, you guys are familiar with what Super Saiyan means. Yes. Um, for those of you not uh, familiar with Dragon Ball Z who are listening or watching, um, it's when they're blonde and crazy strong and powerful. You've definitely seen and have like turquoise eyes. Anyway, so they're. I kind of like to think of that as like they're just like always in mode, 
And when I'm writing a lot of songs and I'm recording a lot of songs all at once, I feel like I'm just like my creative mind is just always on. And like whenever I'm looking at something or whenever I'm doing something or if I'm like running or if I'm uh, just going on a walk or even watching a TV show or talking to someone like I'll just be like, oh, like that's a lyric right there type of thing. And I think it's really important to be in that mindset for me, at least when I'm recording and writing. So whether or not the next album I release in singles, I don't know, but I will definitely be recording it all in some kind of batch. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Max, we're getting to the end of our time here. Um, But I do want to ask you one last question before we go. And um, that question is really simple. It's just, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that might be listening to this episode uh, for advice potentially? So what is it? What is your advice? Just any kind of advice for just a general person? General person, maybe it's an artist who's just getting started and they're trying to get more info. But it's not necessarily just an artist. It could no, be not necessarily. It could be it could be uh, Grandma Cindy next door. Um, I would say that's a really good question. Um, well, for Grandma Cindy next door, um, or in my case, I live next. I I think I live next to a frat, which is funny because I've lived here for about a week and a half, and there was a party on a Monday. That was crazy. Um, so I guess one of my advice would be don't have a party on a Monday when you have neighbors that are in your late twenties and aren't in college anymore. Um, but some real advice would be, um, life is so short and you should really just follow what you actually want to do instead of worrying about how people feel. Agreed. Yeah, totally. I'm with that. I'm with that too. That's a nice piece of advice. It's a good piece of advice. Um, cool. That's my advice for someone that, you know, the question that was randomly brought on me, but I think that's okay. It's a good answer. It's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, Max, thank you again so much for taking some time out of your day to come and hang out with me and tuck. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And it was a pleasure having you. Um, For those listening, please go and listen to Max shaken. Um, Shaken. Shacken. Shacken. There we go. See, See I got I messed you. It yeah. up. Hey. You got me confused. Huh? <laughs> Please go and listen to Max Shacken. Uh, his debut EP Heat Wave is coming out on September 10th. And he's got a couple singles that came out before that. So go give him a look. And also don't forget to give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And with that, we're going to wrap it up today. So we'll see you all next week.
Fears with tired feet, where do I?